Welcome to the Woman-Owned, Woman-Operated Podcast, where we speak with female founders in the trenches of building a business. I'm Ronnie Wise, founder and CEO of Ronnie Wise Consulting. Through this podcast, I hope to share stories, struggles, and successes to inspire you to pursue your passions and support woman-owned businesses. On this episode, I joined Shelley Berendes in her brand new shop in Cambridge, Massachusetts. After 10 years designing and printing letterpress cards, we discuss what it's like to transition from a studio to a retail store, working with brides and grooms, and why community activism plays a leading role in her business. So it was uh, almost five years ago now when we worked together for the first time. You designed my wedding invitations. <laughs> At that time, we had actually met in your studio in Somerville. It mm-hmm. was two little studios kind of down the hall from each other. Today, I'm so excited to be sitting with you in this beautiful shop. So is this where you saw yourself when you first started Albertine Press? Is, is this sort of what you had envisioned? I don't think I had fully uh, visualized what we have now, but I think the idea was always there. I always had toyed with the idea that I'm going to have a store and sell all my favorite things. And that was a separate dream from I'm going to design and print things that I love for people and be part of, I don't know, my greeting card empire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, definitely a smaller scale than empire. But I think pretty quickly after I, I was full-time doing what I what Albertine Press is, the, the letterpress printing and design, I definitely had the vision like, okay, the five-year plan, the 10-year plan, it's like, I'd love a studio storefront. I'd love a place where people can have that literal insight, like they can literally see back and see the presses and see how, you know, the sausages are made, but in, in the best kind of way, <laughs> yeah. um, because it's, it's fascinating. The machines are beautiful and um, having a space where we can interact with people and still be doing our work. It's it's the best kind of um, input to to keep us fresh and keep us doing things that intrigue people and get that response. Definitely. And I know flexibility was actually one of the reasons why I started my own company and I, I felt like I'd love to have my own schedule and be my own boss. But at the same time, you find out as you start, like time is really limited. I mean, you start really struggling with sort of the balance. And I feel like you've you've had such a great journey to this space that we're in now. So how did you make it work for you? And how did you find the time to really do all the things you wanted to do? When I started, I was engaged. We had just moved up here. I had all the time in the world because um, my husband was in grad school, so he was very busy. We didn't have kids, so if I wanted to sit in front of, you know, a NCIS marathon and um, <laughs> like fold 500 cards, like that was a perfectly acceptable way to spend a Tuesday night or even heck a Saturday night. Um, so. I had the flexibility in my life to do the things I needed to do to start a business because I could be working whenever I wanted. Uh, then I had kids. And having the flexibility to have them in the studio because I was the, then I had a team and I was the boss um, was really important to me. Now, did it mean that I was set back a little bit in terms of progressing Albertine where it wanted to go? Um, Probably. But I think that was a trade-off that was important for me to make, um, to be a mom, um, but also not give up the creative 
side in the creative business. Uh, and so I, I just fit it in. I still work the mom hours. You know, I have to leave here by 4.30, sometimes 3.30 in the afternoon. But when the kids are in bed, 10 o'clock, I may sit down for two or three hours and bang out three more proposals or get some designs done or something else that just has to happen. It's an ongoing process. It evolves at our life as our life changes, as the needs of the business. Obviously, these days, having recently opened and expanded this in this space means there's a lot more going on, a lot more balls in the air and things that my attention is divided in other ways and figuring out where my time is best spent and, and what can I f offload to someone else and yeah. just making it happen. Making it work. Mm -hmm. You just do it. You do it. How do you, how do you do it all? Like, I just do the next thing yeah. and the next thing. Like if you think about it too hard, it's, a great way it's, it. it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. So you just don't, you just do. Yeah. And it's, I love, you know, talking about your daughters because even the times I've been here, you know, they've been in the space, mm -hmm. they've been doing different things, they've been drawing, even I've, I've bought Girl Scout cookies <laughs> from one of your daughters. We have more. Yeah. <laughs> I will take them. Um, so I actually, it was interesting, I read in a Huffington Post article recently that 48% of entrepreneurs come from a family business or, you know, their parents were mm -hmm. doing and running a business. So how do you think owning your own business and having your daughters here on, you know, whether it's every day or even occasionally, mm -hmm. how do you think that's going to impact their lives and what they choose to do? Um, I think we think it's really important, not just me, but my, my husband and I both, that the, even if the business is not as lucrative as, say, if I went off and became a lawyer or did a different kind of job, like the fact that my kids see me working and devoted to something that's not them mm -hmm. and putting my attention in building and creating, and that's an important example to set. And speaking of sort of some of that feminism and, mm -hmm. and what's going on, especially in the country mm -hmm. right now, um, one of the things I've actually personally always admired about you is your community activism. Uh, even recently, you were doing a print your own postcard and the description for the event said something like, print your own postcard so you can send to your local representative <laughs> and demand change and you know equality and things that people in the community should be doing. Um, so why is it important for you to link your business with your, you know, what you would say is your personal feelings and, and your passions? Where some companies, actually a lot of people I've talked to, are scared to do it because they're nervous it's gonna alienate people who may not agree with you or it might, you might lose business. And mm -hmm. so where, how do you balance that in your business? Well, let me start with why it's important and I'll tell you why it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's important because it's important to me. And the fact that I run a printing press and literally put out hundreds of thousands of cards and invitations and things that are printed out into the world every year uh, means that I'm in a place to actually help spread messages, like really important messages. And I think at this time, none of us can deny the necessity of that. Um, it's, I'm not worried about losing business because we have a business in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And <laughs> honestly, 97% of the people who we deal with have similarly aligned political views. You know, we can be nuanced as to whether it's A1 or A2, but it's ultimately all, we all are pretty socially progressive and just believe in common human decency and um, equality and promoting those in whatever capacity we can is just feels like the right thing to be doing. Yeah. 
I'd love to know if you remember your first product. Well, the first things I made were wedding invitations. We started with our own and obviously people we knew. The first cards that I printed for Albertine, like that were greeting cards that we were trying to sell to other people. Some of the designs we actually still sell and they're still some of our most popular. A lot of them from that first year, like I won't even show you the bad <laughs> off prints because they just were not, I was finding my voice, my yeah. creative voice. And it it's, reminds me, I, I find that art and design especially are so personal. Mm -hmm. um, and you put something together and you design it and it's yours, but then you know someone might not like it or if you're doing you know wedding invitations, maybe they don't love what you did. You know, how do you take that feedback and how does that, how do you handle that? Because I imagine a lot of people struggle. Um, I, I just can't take it to heart too much. Um, I think it, that matters much more with a designing for clients, yeah. um, but you have to learn to have a little bit of a thick skin. Obviously, if you have a design and you know it's great and someone just doesn't like it, you just smile and nod and try to listen to them and figure out what they want. That's part of being a designer and working with clients is that you balance your taste and their vision and try to make sure that you can both capture something that satisfies you, but also um, they're gonna be happy with. So it's a lot of reworking. Yeah. For the greeting cards, I mean, we know if, if, if I love something and just no one's buying it. <laughs> we, have, we have a couple um, passion cards, I call them, cards that I won't take out of the catalog. Uh, Mary, my sales manager, tells me every year, he's like, okay, we sold six last year, are you ready to take it out of the catalog? I'm like, nope. <laughs> like, All right, you're the boss. Yep. <laughs> um, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, you just you look at what's selling, yeah. and you keep keep doing it because because ultimately it's a business, mm -hmm. and you need to design to the things that people are willing to buy. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> yes. So I I guess kind of referring back to when you mentioned you know wedding invitations, some mm -hmm. business owners might say that actually one of the harshest industries to work in is weddings, you know so-called bridezillas. But I actually <laughs> knew a few groomzillas, so I'm not sure if that's a good stereotype for for brides. Um, mm. Momzillas. Yeah, Momzillas, everything. Um, and yet a good portion of your business now is actually working with couples, you know, designing mm -hmm. their wedding suite, um, save the dates, invitations. Um, and so I know business owners who actually deliberately avoid the wedding market uh, for that reason mm -hmm. and others who find it extremely challenging to break in. Um, so how did you get started in weddings and, and what do you think makes you so successful um, working with, <laughs> with couples? I started because I got married and my friends were getting married and then their friends were getting married and then I had enough of a body of work that it started speaking for itself. You just relied on, on that word of mouth and we people who fell in love with kinds of designs. Obviously now we're, we have a storefront and some people walk by like, oh, print shop yeah. and they see wedding invitations in the window and they know that they can come in. So that's how that kind of grew. I love working with couples. Some people hate it. I get it you're involved in one of like the most momentous happy occasions in someone's life and it's a really kind of precious mm -hmm. responsibility um, to be creating the creative vision because I know in the industry it's like okay another wedding it's another wedding it's another wedding but for that couple like this is the most important thing I'm ever gonna plan and <laughs> it is I mean yeah. when, did, when was the last time you had a party for 200 of your closest friends and family. So it's, it's 
there's a lot riding on it, emotional intensity, which is where you get a lot of the the zillas. Yep. Um, and we, we do get some we do get some of those. I'm gonna say we have ninety six percent of our clients are amazing and they're so excited and they're so happy. The other four percent feels like fifty percent sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even then, when it's all said and done and they're really happy and like the project is over, it, it still is like it's, it's worth good. it. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, even if you have the, the worst customer ever, they're gonna be done in three months and you'll never <laughs> have to think about them ever again. Um, and that's also nice about the wedding projects is they're very finite. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like you mentioned too the that just even transitioning to this studio has sort of changed, mm -hmm. you know, than what before. And I'm curious, you know, making that transition is a big step for a lot of people. And a lot of people dream of that moment, mm -hmm. you know, that they can move out of maybe a shared workspace into yeah. you know, a retail shop or a studio, a small studio mm -hmm. into something where they can have a team. Um, so how has that impacted your business moving here outside of just, you know, getting new wedding clients and sort of the day to day, you know, has that changed now that you're in this space? Oh, big. Yes, um, I'm definitely more involved in more, I mean, there's just more, there's just more of everything because now we have a retail store and we are doing workshops and events. So I'm now being pulled in many more directions because I'm overseeing all of it. So I'm having to hand more responsibility off to different people. Mm -hmm. So everyone's getting used to a different role than perhaps they once had. Mm -hmm. And also being in a big shared space means everyone's kind of aware of all these other different things. But it also means that everyone is able to contribute to them, even if it's not their job. We get a new catalog in, we're sharing, and like, what do you think of the, these tea towels? And what's, you know, if someone looks at a catalog and starts laughing out loud at a card, we're like, oh my God, let's order that card. Mm. Um, it's hard because there's just, like I said, more. Yeah. So I think the demands on me more than anything are um, finding the balance of what I can personally actually manage in a day yeah. um, when someone just walks in the door and wants to sit and have a wedding consultation on Tuesday at 2.15 when I have to leave in 45 minutes to get my kids and I'm like I have to get these drafts out but like you don't <laughs> want to say no because mm -hmm. they're standing there and that could be the $2,000 client like you, yeah. you you have to kind of figure those things out and that's that's where we're we're finding, we're finding the balance. Figuring it out as you go. <laughs> Just making it work. And would you say that, um, you know, you've had to really kind of watch the culture too? I mean, going from kind of a smaller space and you've got the two separate offices to this, you know, have you kind of spent more, now that you're spending more one-on-one -on -one time too with your team, I'm curious if you've had to think about the culture that you're making here and, and for your employees or has it just kind of transferred over pretty easily? I think it's transferred over. We're a very laid back kind of shop. I have always been, I'm not going to say hands off, but um, I let people do their work. It's very creative and flexible, and as long as people are getting their job done, I feel like, you want to take a cookie break? Great. Let's, like, I feel like everyone leaves and goes, <laughs> goes next door to get tea in the <laughs> afternoons, but that's part of the kind of easygoing um, atmosphere, which I think also lends itself towards more creative thinking, mm -hmm. towards... Um, the camaraderie, people being willing to pitch in when other people need help. It's not like, oh no, that's your job. It's like, okay, these envelopes need to get lined. The UPS is coming in one hour. Everyone stop what you're doing and line some envelopes. And no one plays. Like everyone's, you see something that needs to get done, you just 
do it because it's it's a team. It's almost like a family. It feels it's really nice. So, but that's that's how it was and how it still is. Okay. Um, I think perhaps everyone's a little more well behaved since we're people can see us <laughs> and hear us. It's <laughs> a big factor that's different. <laughs> so we can't talk about the the momzillas <laughs> when the store is open. Yep. <laughs> What has been the most unexpected part of owning your own business? Maybe something you didn't know before you got started. Oh, how much I dislike numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't dislike numbers in general. Numbers are lovely, wonderful things. Um, there's, yeah, that, the, the tedious things that need to get done. And also that you can sometimes give those to other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a plus. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not someone who gets surprised by things, I think, because I do a lot of research before reading. I think when I first heard a, about the possibility of the space, I think I had only just scheduled the walkthrough with the landlord. And I went to the library and took out 15 books on everything from uh, starting an LLC because I had to change the structure of the business to um, legal guides and negotiating <laughs> rents and building out retail storefronts and how to be a retail buyer and like just every like running Kickstarter project. <laughs> I mean, I had a, a book like a pile like this. A book for everything. Um, <laughs> I just blew through them all just to kind of saturate myself in all the information. So as these things came up, it's... I may have been exhausted. I may not have had time to do them all as well as I wanted, but like I knew what needed to get done. It wasn't. Um, I, it wasn't a surprise. Yeah. I guess how much I enjoy doing it. <laughs> I, I love all the balls in the air. Sometimes it, it's a little bit chaotic, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy having something new and different. It's good. I like it. <laughs> that's, the, that's that's the end. That's a great answer. <laughs> um, and so. Now that we sit in this new beautiful space, how many employees do you actually have now? Mm -hmm. like um, group, it seems like every time we I come feel in. like there's eleven of us. Do you still have any moments where you doubt yourself? And oh, all the time. <laughs> um, I've seen this chart, some meme going around online, um, and it's it's a a graph of the emotions mm. of a small business owner, and it's like. Yes, killing it, doing awesome, and the graph goes high, and then it drops down. It's like, oh my god, I'm failing. I need to quit. Like, this is terrible. How am I ever gonna do this? And then it goes right back up again. And it goes back down again. It's like that time when like clients haven't paid you. And you're like, how am I gonna make payroll this month? And oh my god, and I'm carrying so much credit card debt because I just opened a store and. And then all of a sudden you have like an amazing weekend and you just booked three new clients and 15 people came in and said how much they love everything in the store and want to buy all of it. And I was like, yes, please do. <laughs> um, um, and it's, then it's like, yeah, this is totally going to work and this is fine. Mm -hmm. And But that's normal. I mean, you're going to, and you're ultimately responsible. You know, I'd, if I don't make sure that there's jobs coming in, I have these you know, nine other people, ten other people who are relying on me to do that. Yeah. It's not just me. It's like, okay, and everyone else, yeah. um, which can be a lot of pressure. Um, but then when things are going well, it's like the best thing in the world. Yeah. So, And so 
kind of my, my final question that I was really excited to ask you because I'm, I'm <laughs> curious on, on what you would say. So was there a moment or moments that you felt like, wow, I did this, I'm successful? <laughs> or are you still waiting for that time to come? I'm still waiting. I feel successful in many respects. I think I recognize it. I see that people in the neighborhood, people in the city, people in the industry, both wedding and like the national um, gift card, greeting card industry, they know us. They're like, oh yeah, Albertine, they've been around forever. They're like, because 10 years in the industry is actually kind of forever. forever. <laughs> um, and, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. And secretly I'm like, oh my God, they don't know that I didn't take home a paycheck last month. And, um, but I'm, sh I'm sure every single one of them also had that experience. Um, so there, there are times that I feel, yes, absolutely, 100% successful. And other times I'm like, oh my God, if only people knew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in general, I, I feel really good. And I feel good in this space. And I feel really optimistic that this is was absolutely the right move and the timing was perfect um, and that things are s settling and, and looking good for the future. Well, congratulations. Thank it's, you. It really is a beautiful space, and I really want to thank you for speaking with me. I, it's I too bad the podcast is not visual. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll just like pan some photos around so people can see it. Um, but I mean, it, you are an inspiration, I think, to me, especially because I, I just love how you can see yourself in the business. Um, and, and yeah. you know, I send my interns here to, to print their own postcards, <laughs> you know, and so I, I definitely think that it's, it's a really wonderful space, and what you're doing for the community is really unparalleled um, that I've thank seen you. a lot of business owners. So thank you again. Thank you. My <laughs> pleasure. And uh, I guess we will then record, <laughs> you know, another time. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Woman-Owned, Woman-Operated podcast. Learn more about Shelly and her business at albertinepress.com. A special thank you to Shelley Berendez from Albertine Press for sharing her story with us, John Lundman for our beautiful music, my incredible mother who started her own business and inspired me to start mine, and everyone who joins us in supporting women-owned businesses in their communities. Subscribe to our podcast to hear more stories like this one, and remember, when women support women, incredible things happen. <laughs>